deepest cravings most people have is for peace. But peace can only be found in one source, a person who is greater than all the chaos of our broken world. Hi, my name is Aris Lawless and welcome to Sage Talk. In today's episode, Al Henson and Paul Lawler are continuing our series on the names of God. Today they are introducing us to the Prince of Peace. It's their desire that over the next few minutes you will be drawn closer to the person who is peace and whose name is Jesus. Al and Paul have over 75 years of pastoring between them and they have spent decades walking among the nations, ministering to the persecuted church and the least of these. Let's join them as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's edition of Sage Talk. Al, I'm so thankful uh, to be able to have the conversation today that we're going to have Mm -hmm. and uh, to talk about the peace of God, the peace of Jesus Christ. I remember when I came to Christ, one of the the things that I was just amazed and just in awe of was the peace, the absolute peace that filled my heart. Mm. And you grow jealous for other people to to know this peace. Mm. And um, so it's it's this topic today of peace in the heart, the mind, the soul that God offers to people that we have the privilege of engaging in conversation around and hopeful it'll be helpful to those listening today yeah. as well. Yeah. Me too, Paul. I'm just glad to, to be with you, with Jesus, and with that brother, that sister, young or old, mm-hmm. that uh, God has directed to listen to the podcast today. And our hearts uh, for Sage Talk is and, and continues to be that God may use something that we say to help bring someone closer to Christ, Mm -hmm. to spiritual growth, to development, to spiritual fatherhood, to transformation. And last week we we were taking a few weeks here and bringing some of the the names that God has given himself uh, and, and taking those names and what do they say to us about God and about us and our need, and then how do we experience uh, that aspect of God. Last week was Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. And this week, uh, Christ that is with us is is also uh, the Prince of Peace. Yes. And uh, so we're going to be speaking about peace uh, today and uh, sharing just out of our lives and our, our knowledge of God and the Scriptures some thoughts that we hope and believe that will be helpful uh, to those uh, brothers and sisters that are, that are listening in. And as you're listening, one of our prayers are is that as you're listening and you hear something that that maybe you know have a friend or a brother or sister that, uh, um, that you think this would benefit, um, this is God's work. This is God's podcast through us, and we're just simple servants of the Lord. And so we'd encourage you, you know, our prayer is God use this to speak to someone who might share it with someone else that God might speak to, who might share it with someone else that God might yes. might uh, speak to. And so, you know, this is the way of the kingdom. It's It goes, it's organic, it's person to person as God is working and moving and, and changing lives. Al, as a, as a pastor, um, I've, I've noticed through the years that a hunger for peace uh, is not something restricted to one particular age group. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I notice this hunger among senior citizens, people at midlife. I notice this hunger among, for, among young people. But it's certainly um, relevant uh, mm-hmm. for a time like this in the hearts of so many yeah, people. We, uh, in our last podcast, we talked about the work of sin mm-hmm. and how that sin uh, mars and damages the soul and where God created man and woman to be people of peace mm-hmm. and to have peace with God and with each other, Adam and Eve and God in the garden, peace. But sin entered into that. And when sin entered in, peace was gone. You find uh, uh, them afraid and uh, even ashamed. And when the Bible mentions that they realized they were naked, that means they begin to have feelings of condemnation and shame and fear. They were trying to hide themselves from God. And in our culture today, uh, where the family unit is uh, being is is lessening and more families are. Uh, are broken and uh, uh, are not functioning dysfunctional families yeah. and, and there's there's so much uh, um, anger and bitterness uh, uh, then sin is is running more rapid and it's it's work of fear and shame and so we have um, a lot of anxiousness uh, but this is not new uh, even even to the followers of Jesus I think about and uh, Matthew in chapter six, uh, the disciples they were they were worried and full of anxiousness. They were worried. They were following Jesus, and where were they going to get food to eat, and where were they going to get clothes to uh, to wear? And and Jesus spoke to them and said, "Don't you know that I, the the Prince of Peace, God, uh, I take care of." Uh, the lilies of the field, and look how I array them, and I take care of the, the ravens, and I feed them. And how much more do I love you, and how much more do I care for you? And he said, don't worry. Uh, why are you thinking about these things and so worried about these things? Seek ye first mm. the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. So today we're going to talk some about the Prince of Peace mm. And what that actually means, and how then to to find peace and bring peace into our own lives, that will also strengthen and our own transformation and growth and development. That's so good. And you know, we we cited this a moment ago, but but really, peace is a person, mm-hmm. and his name is Jesus. And and you know, if you if you've ever read Romans five, you you recognize that. In order to know the peace of God, we first must be at peace with God. Mm-hmm. And so to be at peace with God uh, certainly begins with the gift of the gospel. I, I want to make sure that, that uh, brothers, sisters, you're listening, that you heard what Brother Paul said. Um, we have the potential and the possibilities of experiencing the conditions of peace because there is first the person of peace. Mm -hmm. And what I have found uh, in listening to many messages and teaching is that uh, people are trying to find the condition of peace, and they can't find the condition of peace without first finding the person of peace. And as you've quoted Romans in chapter 5, if you're going to find the person of peace, I'd like to put that in two different categories. (laughs) One is finding the person of peace in salvation. Yes, 
uh, that sin has separated us from God. Mm-hmm. And through the power of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, then one can be reconciled back to God in Romans 5, 1. Uh, we can have peace yes. uh, that comes by faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So that's peace. That's that eternal peace with God about our eternity and the forgiveness of sin. But the second is this daily peace. Uh, Philippians in chapter 4 will speak about that, be anxious for nothing. And I'm saying, Lord, that's really hard. <laughs> in our culture, be anxious for nothing. I find many, many things that that I'm tempted to be anxious about. Uh, but he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, there it goes. It's not your peace, but how do I experience Christ, the Prince of Peace, the peace of God, is God himself, peace with God. And I'd, I'd like for us, Paul, if we could, just to talk a little bit about, uh, it's, it would, it's my understanding uh, when I think of what we're sharing and the, the scriptures and my experiences with God, that peace has so much to do with relationships. Yes. And that through the gospel, we not only can be at peace with God relationally, but through the gospel, we have the ability to be at peace uh, one with another. Uh, so I, I think it's really important today, that brother and sister, to be th- be not thinking as much about the emotions of peace or the attitudes of peace or the characteristics of peace of how do I experience the Prince of Peace. That's good. That I might then, through him, be reconciled to God mm-hmm. and then be reconciled one to another. That That's so good. You know, I when you share that, Al, I, I, one of the things that comes to mind is uh, I've watched people who are brand new believers um, when they've experienced the mercy of God, the grace of God, and they in, thereby experience his peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. I've watched new believers many times immediately reach out to people they've wounded Hmm. and make peace with them. Uh, I was wrong. I am sorry. Will you forgive me? And just as they've received mercy, begin to extend mercy to others and Hmm. to to labor for Christ-centered reconciliation. And, and, And the point is, is that the peace that they begin to labor for is enduring because it's both both vertical and horizontal, mm-hmm. and it's 360 degrees in nature, and it's a true peace. It's it's not a peace that glosses things over, but it's it's a peace that endures because it has roots in Christ and it has roots in valuing people in mm-hmm. relationships. And I think Paul, that uh, to make this very practical, we have to think in terms. What stood between us and God? And what also stands between us and our our fellow human being or our mate or our children? And the gospel is the power to bring down what stands between us. You know, between us and God was our sin Mm -hmm. and uh, the things that we had done. And so it took a a tremendous measure of repentance repentance or humility and, and faith combined together uh, to trust in God and to come to God and say, God, I, uh, I agree with you. There's this, this wall between us, and God, you didn't build the wall. Mm. I built the wall. And, uh, and I think the same thing, and so peace came. 
when we come to God and the gospel takes that wall down and cleanses us and forgives us and, and God can embrace us and we can embrace him, we have, we have, we're reconciled and have peace. The same thing with human beings, the same principle. I was with a brother uh, in the last few months, uh, came to know him. He's come to know Christ in the latter part of his life. I, I think he in, in, in maybe he's in his 70s, early 70s, around 70s. And he, he came to me and he said, I, I'd, uh, help me. I have such a, uh, you could just sense a peace that he has in his life with him and God. But he said, my children, uh, I kept them out of church. And I've made I've made many mistakes, and now I'm trying to tell them a little bit about Jesus, and they don't want to hear anything I got to say about Christ. And so I just listened for a while, and you could tell the sincerity of this brother's heart. And he asked me, he said, I, I, "Can you pray with me for my children?" I said, "Yes, I can pray." But after we pray, there's there's some things you can do. And so. Uh, we prayed, and he said, okay, what can I do? I said, talk to me about what you did in relationship to God. And he said, well, I, I, I humbled myself for the first time. I swallowed my pride, and I said, I needed you, God, and I trusted you. And I said, okay, that's what you've got to do with your children. Don't tell them the gospel. Don't preach the gospel to them. Go be the gospel to them. That's good. And he said, well, what does that mean? Mm. And I said, well, that means you just told me that you've made mistakes. Go. And he talked about his children living in three different locations in America now. I said, just go to each one in God's timing, in God's way. And it's going to be difficult because you're going to have to step across fears and pride and anxiousness. And I could tell he was feeling a lot of anxiousness when it came to his family and burden for their eternities and all of that. And I said, just go to them. Yes. And don't feel like you have to tell them about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, Mm -hmm. that you have to preach the gospel to them. Just go to them and look at your son and say, son, I love you, Mm. and I'm sorry. Mm. I've made mistakes. And and, and list a few of those mistakes. Just list them and, and say, son, I've come to you, and God has forgiven me, and I'd love to have your forgiveness. And I'd love to have your forgiveness because I also would love to continue to build a relationship with you. Well, he, he believed. He, he, he had a lot of fear and had a lot of anxiousness, but he accepted that. Next thing I know, he's asking me to pray because he's got him three different airplane flights <laughs> over the next few weeks. Yes. And, and so he would go to one and come home, and I'd meet with him, go to the second, come. Mm. And he, he, he said, God has hurt my prayers. He mm. said, all of my children... Mm. I have a peace with them. Yes, I'm not sure yet if they're at peace with him, mm. but he's at least at peace with them. Mm. And you could tell the difference. Even though he still is burdened for them, there was a joy in knowing he's done the right thing. Mm. And he, he was able to share, all of my kids are now listening to me yes. at a different level. Yeah, And, and, and see, sometimes we talk about... Uh, relationships and reconciliation but it, it it really comes in living out the gospel and the mm-hmm. gospel is 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 a life of humility yeah. and uh, uh, the willingness to be honest and open mm-hmm. in love and genuineness before people mm-hmm. you know as you share that as a moving story and as you share that I all it, it there's a, there's another 
uh, rubric that comes to mind around uh, the P- Prince of Peace and healing relationships and it's relationships between husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. And a uh, real quick story in a church not too far from here, not long ago, um, a pastor gave an invitation to know Christ. Mm. And there were people who came to the altar and uh, among the people that came to the altar to surrender to Christ was a husband who was headed toward divorce court. Mm. But only probably 40 feet away, he didn't know his wife was there. (laughs) And she didn't know he was there and she was at the altar as well, surrendering to Christ. And when the time of prayer ended, when they both stood, immediately their eyes met. And without a word being spoken, Mm. they said they both knew that their marriage was healed. Mm. And what what it illustrates for us is is this. A, A man will not properly relate to his wife until he first properly relates to God. Mm -hmm. And a woman will not properly relate to her husband unless she first properly relates to God. And in that proper relation, let's be mindful that this is the Prince of Peace reigning in the heart Mm. who gives life Mm -hmm. and who, who leads us to live out this gospel that reconciles and heals and brings a true peace. And that's just Romans 5 says, therefore being justified by faith. Mm. And I, I'm thinking this brother and sister that's listening in, they're saying, well, you don't know my mate. That's right. Or you don't know story. my situation. Yes. And uh, it might have worked for them, but it won't work for me. Mm. And, and I'd like to say to that person, I don't know at what level it'll work. But that's God's responsibility. Amen. Your responsibility is out of faith and love to out of love and brokenness and humility just go do the right thing. Yes. I tell people it's only God that can change people and it's only the power of his gospel that can change people. The only question you need to ask is not will this make a difference? Is a, is I want to obey God out of in a right way in humility and love, mm-hmm. and so I would say to that listener, you know, don't don't say much until you try it, yeah. yeah, and then just by faith step through your fears and your anxiousness and try it, mm-hmm. and even even though that listener that may be listening in that experiencing a lot of inward uh, anxiety and maybe depression and things, um, I would encourage them get quiet. And just go before the Lord mm. and and say to him, I know I've just been listening and I know uh, based on Isaiah, I think it's 9, 6 that you were quoting the Prince of Peace, Isaiah right. 9, chapter 6. One of those things you are, Jesus, is the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. And I don't have peace. And so I'm coming to the person of peace right. and say to Jesus, Jesus, is there anything between you and I? that preventing me from experiencing your peace. And don't go on a what I would call a witch hunt. There's nowhere in the Scripture that the Bible necessarily says, search your own heart. The Bible actually says, Lord, you search my heart. That's right. And so just go to the Lord and an unveiled face, as we've been learning about, in, in humility, and just say, God, is what's preventing me from experiencing your peace? And ask him to show you that. 
and then in humbly say, okay, God, I agree. That's what confession means. I, I, I agree, God, and uh, with you. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to be able to do anything about it. Yes. Just agree with him. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned about confession, there's not only the what I call the negative side of confession, which is, yes, I'm wrong. But there's the positive side of confession. God, you are right. Mm-hmm. God, you are right when you say you'll forgive me. Yes. God, you are right when you say that you will heal me. Mm. Uh, so there's the faith that not only con- agrees with God about what needs to be put off mm. or, or broken down yes. or what we need to be released from, but more of what we need to be released yes. in, in into yeah. and into the presence of God, into mm. the presence of the Prince of Peace mm. comes peace. Al, you said something a moment ago that I, I, I think I just want to take a moment and reinforce to somebody who's listening. You, you reference that there's somebody who, are, are, per, person sometimes go, you know, I've tried that, I've tried that, I've tried that. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years, the woman who was bent over with the ailment for 18 years, mm-hmm. And their experience, what that illustrates for us in Scripture, is that their experience potentially had conditioned them to believe that there was no hope. But then there was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to remind someone who may be listening today, you may have been conditioned by what you have experienced from years. Exactly. And you were believing the lie that there's no hope. And if we might say or speak into your heart, there is hope. And it is a person Mm -hmm. and his name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And as you've illustrated, come before him, come before him, get still, get quiet, let him search your heart Mm. and come in a spirit of confession Mm. and let him get things right in your own heart. Let the Prince of Peace draw near and bring life. As I listen to that, the Spirit's just giving me a thought that might help someone to believe. Mm. You know, the great uh, teaching of of this age of grace is that Colossians one twenty seven, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that literally means Christ in you, that is the hope of you being glorious. And one of the aspects of being glorious is being a person of peace, yes. that you might be at peace so that you can become a peacemaker. Yes. And so as you're listening, I want you just, if you could, I want you to see yourself, I want you to see yourself first, Christ in you, and then you in Christ. And based on what you're hearing, he is the Prince of Peace, Mm. so you have in you the Prince of Peace, and you are in the Prince of Peace, Mm. so positionally, you are in peace, and if you're in it, then you have the great potential and the desire of God that you can experience it. Mm. You can experience him yes. and his peace. And the only, only issue needs to be what is, what is keeping me from experiencing that peace? Uh, what lie, uh, what unbelief, or what uh, that I'm not willing to, to say those words that are so hard to say, I'm wrong. Mm.
That's good. I'm just wrong, Lord. And I don't want to, I would rather say I'm wrong so that I can be right. (laughs) Uh, I I really just want to be right. I want to be right with God. I want to be right with man. Mm -hmm. And uh, it starts here. And Mm -hmm. and often I can say being right with God starts with a simple, humble, I am wrong. This story I told about this 70-year-old, he just, he had no problem. I knew it was going to be easy to help him because he came to me and said, I've wronged my children. And I said, yeah, he's going to be easy to help. Mm-hmm. Now if he can just find the grace to go tell them. Yes. And God will work in that. And and, and God is not a respected person, my brother, if you're listening, my sister, if you're listening. God doesn't love anyone else any more than he loves you. And God doesn't have a better plan for someone else's life than he has for you. And all of Jesus that was available to Apostle Paul is available to you. So believe that, humble yourself, and come to the Prince of Peace Mm. that you might have peace. Yes, yes. Al, as we wrap up today, why don't don't we take just a moment to pray Mm. uh, for for persons who are just longing for the peace of God. Yeah, let's do that. You do that, Paul. Father, first, we thank you that you're good. You're not, you're great, (laughs) but you're good Mm -hmm. in your way you express yourself into our circumstances. And so, God, we pray for the heart that's longing for peace. First, Lord, through the, the, the gift of the grace of your gospel, our sins being forgiven in Christ, our being reconciled to you. But, God, we also pray for the person that, is full of anxiousness. And so we pray the words of 1 Peter, cast all your anxiety upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Lord, we acknowledge that sheep are not load-bearing animals. And so as the sheep of your pasture, we pray, O Lord, lift burdens, Mm. lift worry. Lord, liberate Mm. in a way that men and women, young people know life in you, perhaps like never before, as we cast anxiety upon you and no joy in your peace, Lord, in this day and in the days to come. And we pray it in the name and power of Jesus. As we close, I want to encourage you, as Al shared, to go to God in humility and ask him, God, what's preventing me from experiencing your peace? Ask him to show you that, and when he does, Humbly agree with him and ask him to heal you and do whatever it takes to bring you into the presence of the Prince of Peace. It's our prayer that God use this episode of Sage Talk to speak to your heart. And if our podcast has spoken to you, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can find a written transcript of today's episode on our website, as well as links you can share with your friends. You can find that at sagetalkpodcast.com. And while you're on our website, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Come back soon and join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart to heart, and life to life.